We are back with episode number two of the Young Adulting Podcast. I'm Grace Atwood. And I'm Becca Freeman. And we're so excited you're here. We are going to talk about the selection today. Our selection of the selection. Our first book. Which was a book that Grace and I both read a couple of months ago, and it was like an instant fave for both of us. So hope you read it. Hope you loved it. Sorry for stealing 12 hours of your life, but sorry, not sorry. It's the best. So before we get into it, though, we wanted to, we just wanted to chat a little. Talk about the week. So Grace, what was your high and your low this week? My high and my low. Um, my high is that Skyting Yoga has opened in Williamsburg and they opened a few weeks ago, but it is my favorite, favorite yoga class. I'm just obsessed with all of the instructors. They're really, really committed to your form and I feel like I'm getting stronger and a lot better at yoga. Um, and the new studio in Williamsburg is probably only a five, 10 minute walk from my apartment, which I'm a total creature of convenience when it comes to working out and I really don't like to leave my neighborhood. So I'm, I've been going to yoga every day. And you have been doing a wellness challenge since the beginning of this year and you've been getting super into yoga. I mean, you've always been into yoga, but like more so. Yeah, more into it. My goal is to be able to do a headstand by the end of May and I really don't know how that's going to go, but I'm trying my best and I'm taking actually an inversion workshop in April. I'm super excited. Ooh. Have you ever been able to do a headstand? Never. I could do one when I was a kid. I could do handstands as a kid and like cartwheels and like somersaults and that shit, but um, not now. No, not now. As an unflexible old person. Young, no, I'm a, I'm a young adult. We're young adults. We're youngish. Yeah, youngish. What was your low? My low is all the laundry. So I think it's just hilarious. Like with all of this exercising, I suddenly just have a huge laundry situation. And I had um, friends staying with me, family in town. And I, like between the towels and the sheets, the other day I realized I needed to make like four different trips to the laundromat to do all of my laundry. And that took up an entire afternoon. Oh, that sucks. You need to, I use fly cleaners. I don't think they go to Brooklyn. I think they do. I'm going to look into it. Or I keep getting ads for another one called Cleanly. And um, I use fly cleaners. I send my laundry out because I don't have laundry in my building. And I am, I live in a fifth floor walk up. So, okay. I'm I would literally not. writing this down right now because I hate going to the laundromat. It's the worst. I put it off and I put it off. And they pick up and they deliver and their hours are really good. It's like they come from like 6 a.m. to midnight. So I can even do it if I have plans after work and then have them like come pick it up at like 10 PM, which is super nice. Becca, what was your high of the week? So my high was this morning. It's Saturday. And, um, I went to Pilates this morning for the first time in a couple months. And I, I, I kind of am the type of person that I get really obsessed with something and then I get over it. And so Same. I do. Yeah. It's so bad. I just want to be obsessed with something for like a year or two so I can get really good at it. I know. So I was really into Pilates last year and I probably went through like an 18 month period where I went like a few times a week and it was so good. And I stopped doing it cause I got bored and, um, I really want to get back into it. So I went this morning and it kicked my ass in the best way. That's the best feeling. So I feel really into it and I'm thinking about re-upping my membership there so I can go more. What studio do you go to? So I go to New York Pilates 
and they actually have a great Instagram, which I love. Oh, I, I love their Instagram. And isn't their follower, Heather, I mean, their their founder, Heather Anderson? Mm-hmm. And I met her once. She's super cool. So, she seems so cool. Yeah. Um, so I go there, and it's really nice because they just opened a new studio that is, no joke, two blocks from my apartment. So very easy. That's awesome. Um, and then my low... I would say I'm having a lot of stress around my plants. So oh, I, I've given up on plants. I only have fake plants. Yeah, you have like a plant-themed apartment, but you have no actual plants. I kill them all. So I redid my apartment last year, and um, my the interior decorator that I used, I did it through Home Polish, which also highly recommend. Um, and my interior decorator is obsessed with plants, and she made me, helped me get a bunch of them. And I was so nervous. And it has been going pretty well until the past couple weeks. Oh, no. And I don't know what's wrong with them. But, like, they're having all these issues. And so I'm trying to course correct. And I I haven't saved them. So I came home the other night. And my snake plant, which is supposed to be, like, the easiest type of plant to have. I had a snake plant. Yeah, it it. it had, like, flopped over in all directions and was just, like dead so I had to throw it out that's the saddest so I still have two plants that are hanging on but they're not doing awesome that's very and I feel I feel like my plants are my babies and that I've let them down you should get a cat because a cat will always tell you what it needs it will cry it will jump on you if if it needs to be fed it will let you know and if it's thirsty it'll drink out of the toilet and tell you that the water is dirty Grace that's pretty mediocre advice but I, I think I'm good without a cat. You probably are. Probably. Yeah. So should we talk a little bit about the selection? Yes. So I know we, we gave some, uh, some backstory last time. But um, so the selection is, is not a new book. It came out in 2012. I don't know where we were, like what we did for f- five or six years before it came out. How we, we, were how wrong. we ever like survived without the selection. Yeah, we were, we were wrong. So I have been seeing the selection in my like Amazon recommendations for years and I resisted it so hard. And, um, I, I read the, um, I read the summary a bunch of times and it just never appealed to me. And then over between Christmas and new year's, I was uh, off from work and I texted my friend Ashley to ask for like, what is like a low mental lift book that I can read? And she was like, look, like, I, I don't, I can't fully get behind this, but read the selection. It's great. You'll love it. And so I bought it and like absolutely correct, fell into a hole of reading these books, um, and came to Grace's New Year's Eve party. Um, and while we were tipsy, let's call it tipsy. We'll call it tipsy. Um, told her that she needed to buy it and she like bought it during the party but didn't buy the second or third books. And as I've said before, if you buy the first one, get them, get all three. I don't think you need to read the fourth and fifth ones because they're about like another generation. But um, get them all because you will literally be so sad if you finish the first one and don't have the second one ready to read. Yeah. Did you did you read them all like back to back? Yeah. It was. I think it was like a weekend, and I didn't speak to a soul during that weekend. I just read and read and read. So here's the thing. I'm actually glad we didn't read them in 2012 because if I had to wait 
between reading the next oh one. Oh my god, you're totally right. I would have gone nuts. So now's the time, now that they're all out. Now's the time. Yeah. We did us a favor. We did. So how would you just succinctly describe the selection? So the succinct description is Hunger Games meets The Bachelor. And as just a little bit of background, I realize that The Bachelor is old news and everyone watches it, but I hadn't watched it until the season with Nick Vial, which is like two seasons ago. And I have to tell you guys, I'm obsessed. Like, I don't know where this came from or why I watch it. I think it was because I'm on Twitter and everyone else is tweeting about it and I wanted to know. And now I'm completely addicted. I actually, maybe this should have been my low. I actually dreamed that I was on The Bachelor and that I was in love with Ari. And I don't know if anyone listening watched the season. Ari is, like, my big thing on Instagram stories was he's the yucky uncle. Like, I think he's sweaty. I think he's gross. When he kisses, he makes, like, really gross noises. But for whatever reason, I was, um, I think I was, like, on hometowns with him, like, bringing him home to meet my family. And I had this dream. And I woke up and I was like, oh, my God, thank God this isn't real because – I'm that invested and I'm that um, big of a fan. And I actually, I know I'm getting sidetracked, but I still get mad when I think about the ending of this this season. And Ari is a total douche and I hate him. See, it's weird because even I know that and I don't watch The Bachelor. I feel like there was so much news around what a douche he was. I don't know what he did, but I know that he's a bad person. He's a bad, bad dude. So... Let's talk about the selection. So we're we're kind of going to take you through it, and, and we're, we'll stop for some breaks in between. And we would love it if you uh, jumped into our Facebook group, which you can find um, by searching Young Adulting Podcast, and uh, chimed in with your answers as well. Yeah, we want to hear what you guys thought of this book because um, we, we are clearly both obsessed with it. Yeah. So the book uh is a, is about a girl named America Singer very creative naming mm-hmm. we're here in a dystopian future where there has been a third world war and we are living in a new society that like vaguely resembles the US slash like basically what the society was like in the Hunger Games yeah exactly i think it's like the US and Central America are all one um new nation and it's it's a very sad place. Yeah, and and LA, I think it, LA is the capital. LA is the capital. Yeah. So we don't know how that happened, but it did. Yeah. So the selection is this competition that happens um, when a prince comes of age, and they corral up thirty four, thirty something women from all of the different districts to compete. To be the queen, or to be the princess. The princess, or the queen. Yeah. To be his bride. To basically. be his bride. Um, and it's all televised. Yes. Is the basic premise. So there you have that Hunger Games meets Bachelor type of thing. Yeah. So the whole premise is around America Singer, uh, who uh, is the type of girl who, like, doesn't know she's pretty and, and you know, is, is morally opposed to entering the selection. She's your classic... YA protagonists. They never know they're pretty. They're always, like, really smart, but, like, don't realize they're smart. Very humble. Very sweet. Did you like her? You know, I didn't. I've actually found myself so annoyed with her throughout the the book. I just felt like 
there was like all the self-deprecation and there was just like, I mean, I guess that that's kind of what she was. She, how old was she? She was like 16 16, or 17, typical 16 year old, like not a lot of self-confidence and like kind of some stupid decision making. But, um, overall I thought she was okay. I didn't love her. I didn't like her either. I didn't actually really like anyone in this book, but I loved the book. So I liked Maxon, the the prince, and he's probably the only one I liked. Do we think it's Maxon? What what did you think it was? I would go with like Maxon. Oh, he's Maxon in my book. He's very French. It's like Gaston. Maxon. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't know what his name is. So it's you know it's we're whatever just gonna you take want. Maxon, Maxon, Maxon. <laughs> yeah, it's not important. So. America gets kind of um, shanghaied into entering the selection by her mom, who's a cast climber. Because in this new society, there are eight casts. um, And depending on which cast you're in depends on which job you can have. Yes. And if you marry below your cast, you have to take their cast. Yes. So what's interesting is America and her family are all, are they fives? They're fives, yeah. They're fives. Um, which means that they're artists. Yeah. And one thing Becca and I both had an issue with was why are fi- why are artists like such a low cast? Yeah. So let us run you through the castes. Yes. So one is the royal family. Number two is celebrities and military. And then number three seems to be like thinking type jobs. So like teachers, doctors. Yeah. And then number four is farmers people who work in factories, and business people, which is a total, like, random hodgepodge. Like, the business people and farmers are the same cast. Okay. Yeah. So then you get to five, and five is artists. Six is servants. And then seven is laborers. But it is unclear, I guess, what's the difference between a laborer and And then, like... Well, also, like, what's different than a laborer and somebody who works in a factory? Yeah, it's 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 a little bit confusing. Yeah. And then eight is the homeless. Right. So clearly the person that wrote this book had a very low opinion of artists. Yeah, she wasn't into art. I don't know. I would put artists like at, like under celeb as celebrities. Like yeah. artists should be like number two. Yeah. But anyway, America and her family are fives and they're yeah. like pretty they're pretty talented. Well, they're talented, but they're, like, low on the totem they're pole. They're super low on the totem pole. They're all sharing this tiny house. Like, they're pretty impoverished. They're hungry a lot. Like, yeah. things aren't good. No, things aren't great. And then it comes out that America is sneaking out to a treehouse in her backyard because she's dating this hottie boyfriend who is a six. Yeah, so he's lower on the totem pole. And her mom is this, like, huge social climber. So her mom's never going to go for the fact that she is dating someone of a lower status. So her boyfriend convinces her that he would never be able to live with himself if she didn't enter the selection and, like, he kept her from being, I don't know, a one, I guess. Yeah. So here's a question, Grace. Would you have entered the selection as a 16-year-old? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, hands down. Yeah. Like, marry a prince? Yeah. 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 I mean, if I really loved my boyfriend, I'd probably hesitate. But when I was 16, I definitely didn't have a boyfriend. So there was that. Yeah, I think even if I did have a boyfriend, like if if there was a a casting call or not a casting call, but if there was like a chance to marry Prince William when he still had his hair or Prince Harry, like, yeah, done. absolutely. Yeah, I think 
I think America's a little too principled. I think most teenage girls would want to enter this election. Absolutely. Yeah. So basically, here's how the selection works. So you have to fill out an application and then you go to like the post office and they take a photo of you and it gets sent to the prints and then supposedly it's supposed to be random. Yeah. Totally random. It's totally random that like the 34 prettiest girls in the whole country got selected. So then we think, you know, maybe it's rigged. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like already kind of a sketchy government, you know, they're rigging the, the princess selection, but like, okay. Yeah. We'll see. So, of course, because America doesn't want to be in this and because this is her book and it's called The Selection, she makes it. Yeah, she gets selected. So uh, after she gets selected, basically, like, the palace people come over to her house and they're, like, laying down the laws. And, oh, yeah, this part was a little scary. Yeah, so they're like, here, take these vitamins because you're probably malnourished and, like, we're going to take your measurements for clothing and, like, oh, by the way... You can't participate unless you're a virgin. And then they basically tell her that she needs to do whatever the prince wants her to do. Yes. Like, basically saying, like, go be a whore. Yeah. Like, let him take advantage of you. Yeah. So, that's not great. No. So, also, one thing that I found really weird is that there's not very clear rules around the selection. So, the selection can take days or years. Right. So, like, you're committing as a 16-year-old to leave your family for an indeterminate amount of time. So this also makes me think that maybe her parents are sketchy. Yeah. Well, I think her, the, the other thing was is that they get paid. So I think right. the parents wanted the money. Right. Right. Because what she got paid for, like, a month of being in the selection was, like, enough to feed them for a year or something crazy. So as she's getting ready to leave. It also comes out that her boyfriend, Aspen, um, could potentially get drafted into the military. And um, the draft there lasts from age 19 to age 23, but you automatically become a two if you're in the military. So like pros and cons, pros and cons. So then our girl America gets on a plane with three of the other selected girls and they get to go to the Capitol and they have fans like this is like a national sporting event where like people are cheering for them and like rooting for them and like the public is very invested in the selection it's very hunger games well i mean except for like you don't die yeah uh, you get to be a princess it's way better yeah it's like an uplifting hunger games. yeah 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 so we get to the palace which is in la and there's basically like a full-blown <laughs> They don't makeover. say that the palace is in L.A. for the record. We're just giving you some context. No, I think it is. It's in L.A. Yeah. And there's like a full-blown makeover sequence. And America is like, eh, like I'm great the way I am. Also, yeah. as a 16-year-old, I for sure would have taken the makeover. Oh, my God. Me too. Like, remember how exciting makeup was when you were a teenager? Like, Oh, my God. Like, I had my Bonnie Bell. Mm-hmm. I had my lip gloss. Like, I wasn't allowed to wear any of it, but mm-hmm. I loved it. I was allowed to wear it. Um, I I would have hoped, though, if, if 16-year-old me got a makeover, I think that somebody could have saved me from a lot of, like, real unfortunate fashion choices. Oh, same. And also bad eyebrow decisions. I plucked out all of my eyebrows when I was a teenager into, like, the real thin line. I didn't, I didn't make bad eyebrow decisions, but um, I definitely... Um, bebopped back and forth between like super flat ironed hair or like crunchy curl gel hair. 
Oh, yeah. I didn't I didn't know how to do either of those things because I was an oldest child and I wasn't very popular. And so I just had frizzy hair and some mean girls told me I needed bangs. So I had like this like no. cloud of frizz that hovered along my forehead. No. You shouldn't ever have bangs if you have curly hair. When was your awkward phase in, in like as a kid? I think it's still going on. I don't know. Do you know. think so? Yeah. Um, but the real awkward phase for me was probably from like, I guess when puberty started, which would probably be like freshman year, suddenly my hair had always been like relatively tame and it just turned into a pile of frizz. Mm. And there's like pictures of me that exist where my hair is just a triangle of frizz, like super flat at the top and then just like gets bigger and bigger towards the bottom. And then, um, no one thought I needed braces, but then the dentist decided sophomore year of high school that I did need braces. So I had to have sophomore year and junior year with braces. And then my senior year, I still remember there was a boy I worked with and he was like, oh, you're actually pretty. And I was like, what does that mean? And apparently because I grew out my bangs and got my braces off, I had my she's all that moment (gasps) where like I was suddenly socially acceptable. Oh, I love that. How about you? I would say I was out of my awkward phase by high school. Like, so my awkward phase was really like probably like in middle school. Oh, you're so lucky. Yeah. Like I, so I, I remember really clearly in sixth grade, um, I, we had to go to a new school for middle school and there was this girl in the class who was so pretty and she had, well, in retrospect, what was like a bob haircut. And I wanted that, but I didn't know the word for it. So I went to the hairdresser and I was like trying to explain it as a, you know, 11 year old or or whatever. (laughs) And I, I got a pseudo bowl cut is what I got. Oh. So I spent a lot of middle school trying to grow out my bowl cut and I didn't have boobs yet. And I made a lot of tomboyish, unfortunate fashion choices. Yeah. So I... I was better by the time I was, like, in high school. Oh, that's good. I didn't get better till, I don't know, I still haven't gotten better, but, like, see, up until senior year was a rough, a rough period of my life. You've gotten better. I mean, I'm looking at you right now, and your hair is not a triangle. So, like, it's, it's a little better. It needs, it actually needs to be flat ironed today, but we're, we're, we're not in front of any cameras, so it's fine. Yeah, baby steps. That's the good thing about a podcast. Like, nobody sees you. Yes. America doesn't get her makeover, and all the other girls do, so she already is, like, the iconoclast, if yeah. you will. And she refuses all of the jewelry, so they have tons and tons of, like, gorgeous, oh, like, yeah. diamonds and things that the girls can wear, and she's like, no, I don't want that. Not for me. Yeah. So the girls all get a tour of the palace, and, like, one of the big things that is stressed is that you cannot go outside... Because there are frequently rebel attacks on the palace. Yes. So, like, plot twist, we, like, already have a lot of plot points happening in this book, but they're, like, also rebels. Yes. So she gets to her room, and she has three maids. So one of my biggest problems throughout the book is that America does not take enough advantage of her maids. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, they make her clothes. They'll, like do her hair they help her take a bath like they're really here to do whatever she needs if I had maids they'd probably be doing a lot more for me what what would be like the first thing you would like task a maid with other than apparently your laundry my laundry because laundry is a problem I would have them blow out my hair like nothing is better than having your someone else do your hair I can't do my own hair to Mm -hmm. save my life I would also have them draw me a bath every night when I got home from hanging out with the prince I would have them bring me wine 
They could open my wine for me because, like, who wants to open their own wine? No one. Um, so you serve me cheese boards. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Maybe midnight snacks, like hot milk, hot cocoa. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd also, it seems like I'd also gain a lot of weight because I would just be drinking hot cocoa, eating cheese boards, and drinking wine. So you're doing it right, though. Like, you're yeah. taking full advantage of yeah. your maids. What would you do with your maids? Well, I mean, I think the one thing that I would, like, most want my maids to do is um, my dishes. That's, like, the thing. I hate doing dishes. I hate doing dishes. Do you have a dishwasher? No. I don't have one either. It's the worst. Yeah. I, I definitely would have my maids do the dishes. I also, oh, I would love somebody to make my bed every day. Oh, see, I like making my bed because I feel like I'm starting my day off with a little bit of control. Mm. Like, it's one, like, thing that I can do that, mm. like, I know is going to, like, start my day off on an orderly foot. See, I like getting into a freshly made bed. Like, I love staying in a hotel and, like, it's, like, the tight, yes. like, sheets that you're, like, tucked in. Yeah. But I don't like making my bed. I would say I make my bed, like... A few times a month, mostly, if, like, really? somebody is going to see it. Yeah. Oh, funny. Well, when I lived in a loft bed, I didn't ever make my bed because yeah. no one could see it. And that was just a sad, depressing time. So then we basically get to meet the prince, Ma- yeah. Maxon. Maxon. <laughs> Who's apparently French and lives in L.A. These are all just things we make up. He sounds like a douchebag. Yeah. But he's not. He's a real nice guy. But we think he's a douchebag in the beginning. No, I don't think we think he's a douchebag. I think we just think that he's, like, a robot human. Like, he, like, has no feelings and is, like, he's not the most dynamic person. Yeah, he seems kind of boring. Yeah, yeah. So, on night one in the palace, our girl America, like, gets melodramatically homesick. I mean, I guess that's fair. Like, you're you're 16 and you're away from home for the first time. And what does she do... She runs outside. I mean, I'm sorry. Sometimes this book is just such a cliche. She breaks the rules. And she's trying to get outside, and the guards are like, no, 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 you can't go outside. But Maxon comes and is like, she can go outside. She's yeah. cool. So he goes outside with her, and she starts talking back to him um, while he's, like, being a pretty nice person. And he is sold. He is, like, this kind of guy who has never heard no in his life. And he's like, yeah, give me yeah. some of this. He loves it. I mean, that was a whole other part of this book that was... Uh, so I'm talking about this book as if I didn't like it, but I really did like it. I yeah, just, we're being critical. But, like, part of the reason we loved it so much is it's kind of bad. It like, is kind of bad. Yeah. And, like, the whole... um message here is that if you either ignore or are mean to boys they will like you yeah I think also if I read this as a 16 year old or like younger um that would be like terrible advice to like internalize yes but if you're 16 and you're listening to this podcast don't be mean to boys you don't have to like maybe the demographic for this book is us maybe it's like girls in their in their 30s maybe it is who knows although I had a few readers who said that their students were reading it Oh, no. Yeah, so I don't think that that's the case. Oh, no. I don't think we're the target. I'm sorry. Okay. You know, when we when I was telling a friend that we were um, starting this podcast, she was like, so, like, who's the audience? She's like, teenagers? You're going to, you're gonna like, talk about these books and then give teenagers advice? And I was like, no, like, adult women. And she's like, Becca, I don't think that's a very big demographic. Okay, so... This- she, clearly your friend does not follow Ava Chen on Instagram. I, I think there's I think there's more of us than than people think. Yeah, there's a lot of us. I know because of the DM the the influx of DMs I got while I was talking about the selection, 
on Instagram. And it was just everyone was either they bought it because I told them to or they were just, yes, 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 this is the best. Like, I lost three days of my life, too. So. See that, Molly? Yeah. People like young adult books. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, back to back to the selection. So, America is still hung up on her high school boyfriend. And so, she refuses Prince Maxon and um, tells him that she could never fall for him. So... They make a deal that she can stay so her family gets the money and she gets to, like, eat food. And her, in return, she has to be his friend and, like, lightly spy for him. Yes. So, already, like, we know where this book is going. This is not one of Grace's thrillers with, like, a lot of plot twists where we don't see it coming. We know what's happening. They're gonna fall in love. Exactly. So what happens next is girls start getting cut in mass. And Grace, I don't watch The Bachelor, but I guess how similar or different is the selection from The Bachelor? It's pretty identical. It's, you know, the girls who didn't make an impression, they get caught, cut immediately. The girls that are a little harder to get, like America, for example, get kept around. Um, it's pretty much, it's, it's The Bachelor. So it seems like writing a young adult book could just be taking something and then like ripping it off and making it for teens in a dystopian future. Do you think we should write a young adult book that's based on the Kardashians? I don't watch the Kardashians, so I wouldn't even know what to do. I don't know. I mean, I think it would sell. I, we'll, we'll keep thinking about what yeah. what piece of pop culture we want to rip off the and turn into. Real Housewives of a dystopian society? Well, I don't think the, the Real Housewives would be teens. Yeah, that's true. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Because, I mean, like, The Hunger Games is basically just Survivor. You're totally right. So is the, the key to writing a good young adult novel is to find something from reality television, apply it to teenagers, and put it in a dystopian society. So I haven't watched it, but like maybe The Great British Bake Off with teens in a dystopian future could be our young adult novel. I think that's a great idea. Now in the book, um, basically the rebel attacks get more frequent. Like it seems like this author was like, yeah, we need like some more stuff happening. Yeah. Like, there will be rebels. This whole having this element of these rebel groups attacking them really helps to bring the girls together and like help foster this like this like sense of camaraderie and you know they they confide in each other and like you know there's attacks and the girls hide together so it brings them closer together as friends. And it also brings America and Maxon Maxon <laughs> closer together. Yes. Will somebody tell us how this is pronounced? Is this a real name or is this a made-up name? I, Let us know on our Facebook group. Yeah, we need to know. So, you know, of course they're getting closer. Like, things are happening. Feelings are starting. And, you know, after after America's getting way more attention, but she's really just the friend, she turns the corner and starts having feelings for him. So, eventually, we finally get our kiss. And it's like a mulligan. Like, the first kiss is bad. And it comes out that it is Maxon's first kiss. So yeah. he's never kissed anyone before, which is, like, makes me kind of like him because, like, he's set up to be kind of a sleazebag at the beginning of the yeah. book. I mean, considering that she's basically told that she has to do whatever he wants sexually um, and then he's never even kissed anyone, it, it redeems him a bit. Yeah, yeah. I guess here's 
I'll just put this out there for our listeners. One of my biggest problems with young adult books is that like, I always want more like on the sexy side. Where, but they're teenagers. Oh my God. Becca, this is wrong. Yeah, but like they're teenagers, so I don't want it. But I'm like, ugh, all this and all that happens is you kiss. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so then there's a huge plot twist. And guess who shows up? It's Aspen. He's been drafted. And he's become one of Maxon's guards. Yeah. Like we saw this coming that, yeah. you know, we knew there would be a love triangle. Yes. So the love triangle is in full effect. And you just feel very nervous because if I think there's a rule where if um, a guard is caught with one of the girls, like they can be sentenced to death. Yeah. Like the girls can't, they can't even like write love letters to yeah. somebody at home. Like never mind. Like, yeah. Be kissing the guards. Yeah. Which so, America is obviously doing. Yeah. America is being very bad and it, Makes I had some anxiety here over that part. Yeah. We'll we'll save this till the end, but I yeah. want to know who which of our love interests you like better. You know who I like better. Maxon. Maxon. We have a difference of opinion there, I think. Oh my god, really? Okay, I we'll, think so. we'll keep talking. We'll keep talking. So Aspen shows up and he's like sneaking into her bedroom late at night and like he's still in love with her. Um, but she's developing all of these feelings for Maxon. Yeah. And of course, there is a bigger, worse attack on the palace. Yes. So shit gets real scary. Yeah. And because of that, Maxon, Maxon, whatever his name is, the prince, narrows it down to just six girls and sends everyone else home because he wants everyone to be safe and doesn't want to just, like, hold on to girls just for the, to keep the story going. So things are getting real. So, like, what stage in The Bachelor is this? This is, it's not quite hometowns, but maybe they're, like, in Italy at this point. Like, mm. they're somewhere cool. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Just wondering. Um, and so we end book one of the selection series, and there are three three books that center around Maxon and America, um, and then some additional, like, side books that yeah. keep going that Grace and I didn't read. Um, and we basically end with America being totally torn between her feelings for Maxon and and Aspen and kind of just like not knowing what to do, like having her moment of like, I don't know what I want. Yes. So let's get, let's get into it. So why are you team Maxon other than his name? Um, I just love his name so much. No, um, I just think he's like a really good guy. I think he's super sensitive and sweet. He real he really cares about America. Um, and I also just really wanted her to win the selection too. So of course I was rooting for for him but and also he's the prince yeah but he like he seems a little bratty and entitled like I liked Aspen because he was like the good hard-working guy that like loved her first before she was like America's sweetheart and you know like I feel like he like wanted what was best for her versus like Maxon was like I don't care if you like me like I'm gonna keep pursuing you anyway like, there is a consent issue there is but I also felt like Aspen was a little bit bratty, too, like, when he would sneak into her room and stuff, and he was kind of putting her in danger. Yeah, listen, everyone in this book was a little bratty. Yeah, every, literally, you guys, like, most characters of this book are deeply unlikable, but you still love the book anyway. Then you need to know what happens next. Like, yeah. it, it is a special, it is a talent to write this type of, like, bad book that, like, keeps adult women, like, in for a whole weekend reading these books back yeah. to back. 
It's like, why are you single? Because I, I sit in on weekends and read these terrible books. Yeah. That's a whole other that's episode. That's a whole other podcast episode. So would love to hear from, from you, you all, our listeners, which team you're on. I don't think I'm crazy. I think people are going to come out to support me. I don't know. I think that everyone should be team Maxon because he's the prince. I like that I've, um, I've slowly convinced you that it's Maxon. Maxon, Maxon, Maxon. We don't know. We don't know. So we loved the selection and hope you did too. Um, but if you want to read along with us for our next book club in two weeks, we're going to be reading a book called One of Us is Lying. So the book title is One of Us is Lying by Karen McManus. So pick that up and in two weeks we'll be talking about that. Next week we're coming back for our Q&A advice giving episode. So if you haven't already, definitely DM us your questions. Um, we're at Young Adulting Pod or you can send us an email. But wait, we're not, we're not done yet. We we're wanted, not done. We, we're still going. We wanted to introduce some like fun tops to the, to the podcast that we, we think we're going to do every time. So we yes. wanted to end the episode talking about one thing we're obsessed with and uh, one person or thing that we started following on Instagram that we love. Shall I go first? Sure. Okay. So the thing that I am obsessed with is, um, it's been all over Instagram, but it's the new summer Fridays face mask. So this was, um, this was started by Mariana Hewitt, who is like this big, um, beauty blogger, YouTube sensation and a business partner of hers. I forget the other girl's name, but it is, um, this, it's a, it's a, like a white, very creamy mask. It feels like you're putting on like a thick layer of moisturizer. And it's very similar to Cicely Paris's face masks in that you apply a layer, leave it on for 10 minutes, and you tissue it off. You don't rinse it off. And it just leaves my skin so hydrated, super glowy. Like I feel like I'm like a Glossier model after mm. I use the mask. And I'm completely sold. And I'm, I'm a tough crowd. If you follow my blog, you know that like I'm super into face masks. But I'm also really picky about my beauty products. So this gets like five stars from me. I'm, I'm into it. I love it. Makes me look really good. And I bought it with my own money, which as a blogger, we get sent a lot of shit. And so um, I will say it's worth every penny. That's high praise from you, Grace. I feel like Grace is my go-to for beauty recommendation. So when she says something is like holy grail level, like that's an endorsement. It's good. Trust me. So my obsession is also skincare related. We're very on the same page. Like our yeah. highs were both workout related and our obsessions are both skincare related. It's because we're both so fit and so beautiful. So mine is um, this new product by Tula um, called their Aqua Infusion Oil-Free Gel Cream. I have got to try this. And our friend works at Tula. She's like their CEO. She works at it, but... Um, we, we, know, we need to get her to send us some. Yeah, we know a lot of the Tula girls from our Bobble Bar days. And um, I actually found this on their Instagram. And they, they like when they launched it, it was in their story. And they really got me because it was like like eight glasses of water a day for your skin immediately. Oh, my God. I need this. I know. And I was like, my skin is so dry. And like I'm always on a quest for like moisturizing products. And it's really nice because it's like it's a gel, not a cream. So it like feels really like cold and nice when you put it on. So is this like a moisturizer or a serum? It's a moisturizer. Okay. 
It's a moisturizer, but it's a gel. So I'm wearing it right now. I don't have any makeup on. Your skin looks good. My skin looks moisturized, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm really into it. I just I just started using it yesterday. Um, but, like, so far, so good. Okay. So what's your Instagram that you are recommending? Okay, so because this is our second podcast episode and our first time doing this, it's someone I've been following for a long time. It's Mr. Orlando Soria. He is um, an interior designer. He has a blog. He is hilarious. So I found out about him from my sister and my cousin, and this was months and months ago. Um, And so he works a lot with my sister and her fabrics, and then my cousin was like, he is the funniest person on Instagram. And I was like, I have to check him out. I literally, you guys, do not miss his stories. When he opens up mail with his gold Nate Berkus scissors, it's my favorite thing in the world. He refers to himself as the man who lives inside of your iPhone. He's so, so funny. And he also, besides being hilarious, he has great taste in homes. The interiors he works on are amazing. He's like also a talented artist. He paints and draws and does DIY projects. I'm like very much obsessed with him. So Grace made me follow him probably a few weeks ago and I was kind of reluctant um but I followed him I love him I've made a bunch of people follow him he's like um he's very like angry and melodramatic in a funny way like I I plus one this endorsement yeah he's good what's yours so I'm cheating a little because I have five but it's all in the same realm, but my favorite new Instagram follower is I'm following all of the guys from Netflix's reboot of Queer Eye. I haven't watched it yet. <sighs> you need to. Like, I don't know why we're recording this. Do it tonight. Like, watch it. Okay. So I watched all the episodes. I love them so much. Um, and it, because I'm in withdrawal from from having episodes to watch, I followed all of the guys on Instagram, and it's so cute because you- I did that with The Bachelor. That's bad. Yeah, it's bad. I unfollowed them after the season. But. Mine's cute. This is bad. And it's really cute because they, um, it's, I'm making this up. I don't know if this is true, but I'm pretty sure that like all of them like didn't really have any fan base and were like pretty obscure before. So like they're really earnest and they're like just coming into their fame and they're like legitimately best friends and they're just like so cute and fun and entertaining. That's really fun. It's really heartwarming. I really need you to watch it tonight. Well, it could be my Saturday night. I'm already in my pajamas, so it's good. Yeah, we got to get out of here, guys, because Grace needs to go watch Queer Eye. But in the meantime, Grace, you want to tell people where they can find us? You can find us on Instagram. So our Instagram handle is Young Adulting Pod. We also have our Facebook group. But more importantly, please, please help us spread the word about this podcast. It's so hard to build something new these days. And so if you, if you like this, if you think it's, if you enjoy this, if you like bad books like us, tell your friends, um, take a picture of watching the podcast, stick it on your Instagram story and just, um, help us spread the word so that we can keep doing this and leave us a review. Yes. Leave us a review. I don't know how to do that. In the iTunes store. I've never left a review for a podcast, but I'm thinking now I should. I'm going to go in tonight and review all of my favorite podcasts to help them out because it feels hypocritical telling you guys to review us when I've never done it. But please, if you review us, we'll be so grateful. Please leave us a review. Um, And if you want to follow Grace or I, I'm on Instagram at Becca M. Freeman. And I'm on Instagram as Grace Atwood. So we will see you next week with an advice episode um, where we'll be taking uh, some of your questions that have been submitted by DM. 
And uh, we'll see you in two weeks to talk about One of Us is Lying, our next book club pick. Oh, 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 oh,